Previously on Gutter Trash. I'll have to buy another issue of Ghost Rider. Oh, yeah. At least one. Yeah. Yeah, there's a... Uh, uh, no, no, <laughs> That is exciting. You know, I'm, I'm learning so much with this past... Feature. Like, fuckle, like, fuckle? The, the fuckle of... Fuck, <laughs> buckle of... Wow. So sick of you. Tell stories about Stephen Baldwin. We can just YouTube it. It was really sad the way he, like, just petered out at the end. He was just like, okay, well, that's good enough. And he left. And it was like, one lady was like, ha, ha. Uh, I need to find me a new girlfriend. That's for damn sure. You hit the motorcycle games until they start killing the zombies. Yeah. I looked I looked at Diamond's website after we looked at, after I had that big heart on it. Dead of Honor, a comic by Chris Claremont and Adam Hughes. Carl Story, also credited. Because, uh, you know, we don't really talk about anchors enough. Yeah. Watch it. <laughs> They're the true uh, artists. Oh, that was, it was mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize to anchors everywhere. I'm... I'm only a dick to anchors because I wish I could ink. Well, yeah, I mean, look at Scott Williams. He makes Jim Lee look like a golden child. Golden shower. <laughs> That's right, you're not a fan. I'm not a fan of either of those men. Yeah. I like some Jim Lee when, you know, when he's when he's on the right book. Like Batman, for example. Oh. Uh, I was just waiting for uh, Azarello and Rizzo to uh, take over that book. Yeah. And uh, was not disappointed. Yeah. Uh, so what's up, man? Not much. How's it going? It's going good. Yeah. It's going good. Yeah. So uh, here's to, uh, oh. I guess, even though we've had a few bonus episodes, here's to our six-month anniversary. Oh, is it really? 26 weeks. Wow. <sighs> live long and prosper. Uh, live long and prosper indeed. <laughs> <laughs> At least live long. I don't think we're going to prosper. Oh, probably not. But I really doubt that we're going to live long. Yeah. Okay. Well, then shit. To uh, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. That's what. That's that was the original Vulcan uh, greeting. <laughs> fuck it. Fuck it. Nanu nanu. Hmm. <laughs> fuck it. Nanu nanu. Uh, Shazbot. <laughs> uh, oh, Gordon Shumway. Uh, he doesn't really have anything other than ha. Not really. But yeah. people might have thought I was doing like, you know, uh, one of the Abbott and Costello or something. Right. Anyone yells ha. No one yells it quite like Alf. Alf but, no. yeah. uh, did I tell you that I watched an episode of Alf not that long ago? Yeah, and you said it didn't, didn't know yeah, it for you? Yeah, I turned it off like 15 <laughs> minutes in. Uh, uh, we were, of course, by the time this airs, it'll be like what mid June. Yeah, the rate we're going here of, of next year. <laughs> uh, but recently, uh, which may or may not be four months from now, I guess, or four <laughs> months ago, whatever. 
Ah, <sighs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I, I took sort of a, a mini vacation. Uh, and basically, my parents went on vacation, and I house sat for them. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty much like a vacation for me. Even though it's like 20 minutes away. It's yeah. not even that, like yeah. 15 minutes uh, yeah. at most. That's if traffic is really bad. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's, it's, uh, the house that I grew up in. Uh, there's a gigantic, big ass high def TV with, uh, cable. Right. Uh, free food out the ass. And, uh, no fucking neighbors to deal with. Yeah. So, uh, it was like a vacation. Yeah. For me. And you didn't have to pay for it. Yeah. Right. I, That's the I best. got paid. Yeah. To be there. Wow. A vacation where you get paid. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm talking about. But, uh, yeah. So they, I don't have cable here at my house. Mm-hmm. So I, I indulged as much as I could while I was over there. Did you do, like everything that you would do on vacation? Like, did you like walk around naked and like use, like extra towels and not clean up after yourself. Uh, no, I actually cleaned up more yeah. than what I did here. here. And, well, uh, this is your parents' house, I mean, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And my mom is like borderline OCD as it is, so. What if you were just watching, uh, just like, just like house sitting for some neighbor? Like your parents have a neighbor that went out in town and they asked, right, and they asked me to house sit. Then what would you do? Uh, I'd probably clean, uh, mm. just as much as I did, uh, Cause it was, yeah, cause, uh, uh, kind of respectable that way. You know, the, this reminded me, this reminds me of something that happened to me when I was like 19 years old. <laughs> this is actually pretty funny. I hadn't thought about this in a while. This, this guy that I didn't know that well shopped at my work. He was a mailman. His name was Bob, mailman Bob. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was not our mailman. I don't believe, but he was a mailman that shopped at our store. Of course. And he coming in his like mailman fatigues, whatever, right. his uniform. And, uh, and, and we'd always talk. Super nice guy. And, uh, and, and he was like, oh, he's like, one day he goes, Jason, uh, <clears throat> my wife and I are gonna go out of town for about a week. And we were trying to think of somebody that watched, that could watch the house. And, uh, we don't really know anybody. Like, he was, he was, like, they're strange. Like, like, really nice, but like, I, I, I could believe him that he probably didn't know anybody that he would ask to watch his house. So he asked me. And like, I've never seen him outside of like, you know, ringing up his X-Men comics right, and like right. saying how much his total was. So he asks me to watch his house. I'm like 19. So, or no, I, I got, I had to be in high, I was still in high school. So I was like 17 or 18. So I just remember I took my girlfriend at the time from high school there and we just like stayed there for a week and just had sex for a week right. in this mailman's house. Yeah. And, uh, and he paid us to do this like a hundred dollars or something. And we had to walk his dogs. That was the, the, the key. Right. He had two dogs and we had to walk his dogs. But, the best part was, uh, this was like, this is like an episode of, you know, some horrible, like, Three's Coming episode or something. Because we're, we're having sex, and, uh, and then, and then, like, we walk out into the living room or something, because we're, like, in his, his bedroom having right, sex, right, right? Right, right? And so we walk out into the living room, and, like, the door to his bedroom closes, and all of our clothes are still in there. Yeah. And, uh, and we're, like, just walking around or something, and we go back, we start to go back in his, his bedroom, and my girlfriend tries the door, and, and it won't open. <laughs> and there's not like an alternate like entrance into his bedroom. Right. There's not one of those. Like, like most bedrooms. Like most bedrooms. One door. Well, yeah. I've seen I've seen some with two. Some yeah. rare ones. In but there. but usually it just goes to the bathrooms. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're completely naked in a stranger's house, <laughs> locked out of the of, of the bedroom, and I'm like, 
oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And she's like completely freaking out. And I'm just like, I'm a little freaked out. I'm not going to lie. Right, but, right. but I was like, oh, this is kind of funny, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so she's running around freaking out. And I just walk over to the door. And instead of twisting the knob and pulling it like she did, I twist the knob and pushed it. The door opened. <laughs> <laughs> she uh needless to say she wasn't the sharpest tool really? in, in the box that I've ever dated. But <laughs> man. That yeah, was that was awesome. that was a fun little vacation though. <laughs> I mean it had the drama, it had the sex, it had the money. Yeah. It's like a good movie. Yeah. Even had dogs and mailmen. Um yeah, mine didn't have any of that. Had uh, had cats. High def cable. High, high def cable though. That's, south. That's better than sex. Found a, a new show that I think I may love and would watch it regularly if I didn't <clears> have cable. What's that it's called? Deadliest Warrior. And it's uh, it's on the Spike Network. And they basically take uh, two historical figures, uh, warriors. Uh, like the episodes that I saw were, uh, Gladiator versus Apache. Ooh. And, uh, the other one was Samurai versus Viking. They don't pick a specific guy, though. No, just okay. like in general. And gotcha. like they have experts who are, are, uh, who know all about <laughs> like, you know, Viking history or Samurai history and know what weapons they used and how to use them. And so they test all their weapons. Like on uh, these uh, gel dummies, uh-huh. they're like uh, like the size of a human torso, and they're made out of gel. The gel represents the uh, thickness and consistency of skin and tissue, oh, okay. and muscle, and then there's bone underneath, and uh, a few of the organs, <laughs> and they just uh, basically fuck the shit out of these uh, gel mannequins. <laughs> gel mannequins. <laughs> Uh, with like swords and arrows, and uh, and apparently these things have blood packs in them, so that when they take a giant fucking broadsword and hack off one of these mannequins' necks, like blood spurts <laughs> everywhere out of it. <laughs> and they like they 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 measure all the uh, uh, the statistics of of you know how the weapons were effective if they're effective against armor oh, or wow. other things, and then they all compile this information into uh, a, a video game program, basically, and they run simulations, <laughs> and uh, like a thousand of them, and they, they take the average, and you know that's who wins the battle. I was going to say, it sounds like Mortal Kombat meets like a history, high school history class. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> And it's, yeah, it's like in, like these experts, you know, I mean, like they know all the history, but they're also skilled in how to use these things. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, the, the samurai expert, you know, he knows all about, you know, feudal Japan, but he also knows how to kick everyone's ass. <laughs> and he, like, frequently demonstrates it. It's <laughs> great. So it's like pirates versus cavemen and that sort uh, of thing. The next episode, uh, well, the, there was an episode this past Tuesday. And it was uh, Spartans versus Ninja. Ooh. And the next one is Pirates versus... Ah, uh, fuck. Um, knights. <laughs> that sounds like a great show. <laughs> it's awesome. When, when they have cavemen on there, 
Let me know. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I will watch the caveman episode. Because I want to see Primitive Man, like, like Caveman versus Terminator, you know? <laughs> That'd be cool. Uh, you got to think the Terminator's going to win, though. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, the caveman gumption. I'm I'm relying on the gumption. Uh, maybe. Uh, I mean, they made fire. Come on. A caveman could kick my ass. Sure. <laughs> But, you know, Terminator's a, a cyborg, not stop killing machine. But if it wasn't for the cavemen, there would be no Terminator, because they created fire, which in turn, you know, <laughs> combustion engine and all that. You know, well, we're not putting that much logic in this. Right, so okay. just, you know, this is a, just a battle royale, not, <laughs> you know, well, if, one of, if the Terminator killed a caveman, that doesn't mean that, you know, now there's not going to be Terminator. So, oh, yeah. wow, yeah. Although or, that would be a great Dark Horse comic. Isn't there a, a comic or a movie where... <laughs> that would be Terminator versus, oh, Robocop versus, uh, Pirates versus Ninjas. Versus Predators, <laughs> versus Caveman. And Batman. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> He's always in there. But wasn't there, uh, someone was telling me about a movie, I think it was a movie, where, uh, time travel, I think it was Joe G. Time travel, uh, what was it? Someone could go back in time and kill, uh, the person that invented a machine. And then the machine would still exist, it just wouldn't work now, or something? I have no idea. Have you heard of that? No. It sounds really stupid. No. Oh, well. I, I shouldn't know. have brought it up. Joe G's an idiot. <laughs> I can safely say that, because he's not going to listen. He's never going to listen to it. <laughs> and you'll know if he ever does, because, like, eight years from now, you'll get an email like, Hey! Yeah. I finally listened to that. Back in 2009, you called me an idiot, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> and I'd be like, What? <laughs> We stopped doing that podcast in 2010. Yeah. After Jason killed himself, we just, I just stopped doing the show. <laughs> mm. Good times. Oh, good times indeed. Right. You know what isn't a good time? What's that? Star Trek Dead of Honor. I agree. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> oh. Can I... Okay, can I tell you why I picked this? Please. Okay, I picked this book, Star Trek Dead of Honor, by Chris Claremont and Adam Hughes. This guy comes into my work. And Carl Story. This guy named Kenny comes into my work. He's a super sweet guy. Super nice guy. And we were talking about the upcoming Gym City Comic Con with Chris Claremont was going to be there. Right. It's now like three weeks past. It's like years ago. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, he's like, I... Yeah, Chris Claremont's going to be there. And I was like, yeah, I've, I haven't really read a whole lot of his stuff other than, you know, his X-Men. Sure. But I was like, I was surprised at the amount of stuff he did because we were looking it up to see what all we should take to the show to try to sell. Right. You know, and I, I had no idea that he did, like, random issues of Captain America and just all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Like a hundred books that I didn't know. And um, he was like, yeah, the best thing I've ever read by him is, uh, believe it or not, a Star Trek graphic novel. And I think he said he's not even, this guy wasn't even a big Star Trek fan. Right. So it made me go, huh, really? And uh, he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll bring it in if you want to read it before that show. So, you know, talk to him about it. I was like, yeah, that's cool. And so, you know, he brought it in, and I was like, I was like, I started looking through it, and I was like, oh, man, there's so many words in this book. <laughs> I was like, I will never read this unless I I pick this right. as our thing. And uh so I, I basically... I, I found out I was going to have to walk through this big, scary tunnel, and I asked you to hold my hand while we walked through it together. <laughs> that was basically why I picked this book. Uh, that's acceptable. Okay. Uh, <coughs> but look, I mean, look at this. Seriously, any one page, I'm flipping through it right now. There, it's 90-something pages. Yeah. Any one page has like three. A hundred word books. Oh, yeah. Three or four pages worth of dialogue. Yeah. 
Why didn't he just write this as a novel? Uh, or a series of novels? Or make it longer than 90 pages. Yeah. yeah. Well, because, you know, he's old school. And, I mean, if you look through an average issue of his X-Men run, it's the same damn thing, but in 20 pages. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's been so long since I've read those. It's, uh, when... When the first X-Men movie came out, I decided that I was going to try to reread some of his run. Could not make it past, like, four issues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I read, like, one issue about a year ago. Yeah. We reread one that I liked, and it didn't hold up, but I don't remember it being as tedious as this. Maybe it was just because it was, like, 20 pages. Yeah, it could be. Uh, he is, I mean, he's he's definitely old school, and... I know, like in the, the Hack Slash episode, we talked about old school comic mm-hmm. storytelling. But, uh, Claremont pushes that fucking boundary way the fuck over the edge until it falls off the cliff and <laughs> bashes its head, and maggots crawl out, and Carrion eats it, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that's pretty far. <laughs> See, cause yeah, I, I don't want to sound like an idiot, cause I, I like wordy books. I mean, like, yeah. I, I love Evan Durkin. There, there's, there's probably more words on an Evan Dorkin page than on this page. Right. But it's well, done thing so well. He's entertaining. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it sounds really shitty that we're saying, oh, fuck this book. There's too many words. Too many, duh. <laughs> but no, I mean my own poop. <laughs> but seriously, uh, it, it's not because there's so many words. I mean, if there were, that much dialogue in the book, but it was all entertaining. Yeah. Then that would make a huge difference. Oh, yeah. And he treats the reader like an idiot. Like, every panel is, like, you know, just filled with so much exposition. Uh, <laughs> every character has to be called by their full name every time they're on a page. Yeah, yeah. Uh... <laughs> And then, like, you know, somewhere else on that page, you know, the purpose of that character is also explained. <laughs> Meanwhile, the story is also going on, so someone has to explain what the story is going on. Oh, yeah, and there's, there's like, the narration. And then narration. On top of all that. And it's like, okay, I'm not a Star Trek fan. I know you're not a Star Trek fan. I, I, could, but, I could watch Next Generation or even the original in a campy sort of way. Well, what I was going to say is that but uh, you still wouldn't call yourself a fan. No, I'm, yeah, I'm not a technician or whatever but, they call them. But uh, I don't think they call anything that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Star Trek has become such a huge part of popular culture mm-hmm. that it's like, you know all this shit uh, just because. The transporter. Uh, it's just there. Beam me up, Scott. Yeah, yeah all I mean, it's yeah. like, we just know this shit. Yeah. Whether we've sought it out or not. Uh, so despite that, we know that there's the captain's log in every episode, Kirk or Picard or whoever gets the captain's log, star date, whatever. Yeah. Every fucking character in this book has their own goddamn log. <laughs> it's like Ren and Stimpy, only worse. <laughs> Hello. It's log, it's log, it's big, it's heavy, it's wood. It's big, it's heavy, it's boring. Look at this big piece of popcorn, that's pretty cool. That is pretty awesome. Uh, page 22, for those following along. No one even has this fucking book. It's how many years old? 17 years old? 17 years old, yeah. 
I, I mean, honestly, before you picked this book, I had completely forgotten that it ever existed. You know, I was still working at my job when this came out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was just discovering masturbation. Yeah, I was too. No, on the job. On the job. Yeah. I, I and what a job it was, let me tell you. Yeah, no, I think I discovered masturbation long before this book came out. Uh, <laughs> I think Chris Claremont discovered uh, uh, masturbation on his typewriter. Seriously? Look at back this. Back in like, 1983. I'm going to count the word balloons. I just opened up to a random page. Okay. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, and 27. 27. What page is that? Uh, this is page... Is reader listening at home? It See, that's the weird thing, too. They don't number every page. Yeah. 37. Okay. And there's only five panels <clears throat> on that page. That's more than five word balloons per... Wow. Yeah. Per panel. That's insane. <laughs> uh, and it is. Every single fucking bit of dialogue is, Hey, reader. Aren't you special? <laughs> Patting you on the head. This character's name is Spock. He's a Vulcan. I'm gonna mention that he's a Vulcan four more times on this page alone. <laughs> the weird thing is, though, I, I can see how if you're a fan of Star Trek, and especially if you're a fan of all the incarnations of Star Trek, you would love this book because Chris Claremont seems to take characters from movies, and both, you know, both both of the uh, movies and the the TV show series, and like all these classic characters, he weaves them all into this, you know, tiny ninety page story that right. that has way that too took much time. Four days to read. I know. <laughs> I know. Seriously, it took me three settings to read this book. Yeah. Um. But I mean, yeah, he he. I mean, like he takes stuff from. The, the movie with the whales. Uh, yeah. Are, uh, movie Star Trek IV, Ford. Voyage Home. I, I, that was a good movie. It was alright. I, okay, I've said I'm not a Star Trek fan, but I have seen most of the movies. I've seen most of them too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Voyage Home was a good one. Uh, <clears throat> quite honestly, uh, for all the hand holding that he does, he could have spelled out a bit earlier. Who that chick was in the book? She was the one from the movie, right? Right. Uh, it helps, yeah, take the, care of Gracie the whale, right? Right. I'm sure the Star Trek nerds listening will get all this automatically. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, do you think Star Trek nerds listen to podcasts? I mean, uh, probably. Yeah. Just, just a wild guess. Um. All right. But so, yeah, I mean, uh, I think this is like a fan. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're going. No, you're good. going. You're, no. I was saying this is not a great story, but it's, it's like a, it's like a Christmas present for a Star Trek fan. Like, it's like take, taking all these characters that they love and like mixing them together. It's like a. Uh, not really. You don't, you don't think? I don't agree. No. Cause right. it's just the original crew. But I mean, it's with, char- like one or two characters from a movie. <laughs> no, there's there's the the uh, all these weird captains that show up from all these classic episodes, like and who? like all these guys here. Uh, let me see, uh, let's see. Where have you heard of these people from? Well, I haven't, but I mean, I know they're all from episodes like classic. Are episodes. you sure? Uh huh. Positive. I'm not positive. Well, then you're making shit up at this point. No, look at these people. They can't be made. You, up. you can't say this shit unless you it's, know for sure. It's all photo referenced. <laughs> they, they give them names and and like. 
They, yeah, because that's what Chris Claremont does. And they all ha- he gives every single character who ever appears anywhere a name, <laughs> a full name that is repeated over and over again. But see, here he did this in X Men. Riley for Bailey. sixteen fucking years. <laughs> Carolyn, uh, he can't make up Carolyn Palamas. And yes, he can because he's Myra fucking Norman. Chris Claremont, <laughs> and that's the kind of bullshit he fuck he does. Well, maybe. Well, I was just hoping that that's what it was. Uh-huh. And like this, this uh, Romulan or, or a Vulcan lady that's head of the Romulan ship. Yeah, she was from some episode. I know. Are you that. sure? Yeah. Positive. Yeah. Yeah, I'm positive about that. One. Positive. Positive about that. One. Positive. Ninety-eight <laughs> percent sure. All right, I'll give you that one, but I'm not going to give you the rest. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that Klingon guy is probably from something. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, mean, I don't agree with you. Uh. <laughs> I wish I wish we were one of us was a Star Trek nerd. But I will say that uh, as far as uh, uh, you know, uh, Star Trek lore, circle jerks. Mm -hmm. uh, The fact that uh, this takes place in like four different time periods. Yeah, because they get older and younger. Yeah, Kirk is uh, a lieutenant, uh, just starting out in Starfleet at one point in the story. that confused me too. Yeah, maybe I'm an idiot, but no. it keeps going back and forth. That's because you know. I mean, I've read Stray Bullets. I understand how that type of storytelling works. Right, but. right. Uh, well, I will say at least Adam Hughes does a good job of uh, conveying uh, the different stages of Kirk's face. Yeah. Uh. What well, brings up a good point? I know you're not a fan of, uh, you know, like. Photorealistic, photorealistic uh, renderings of actors in right, comics, right. and I am not either. Yeah, but he d- he does it really well. He does a really good job in this. I think what helps is the fact that he's Adam Hughes. He's pretty and good. he's pretty fucking awesome in the first place, and his style manages to still sort of stand out, even though he's yeah. using photo reference. And <laughs> the, well, he uses photo reference anyway, and like his. Catwoman stuff and whatever else she really? never does. I don't know. Does it work anymore? See, now you're making stuff up. We're all making <sighs> stuff up. It's all bullshit. No, I know for a fact he uses photo references. Well, except for on these two pages. I thought this was funny because when he first introduced his Chekhov, I was like, oh, look, it's the back of Chekhov, and they're going to surprise us in the next panel like by saying, it's Chekhov. And you see like all these faraway shots at the back of his head. I'm thinking they couldn't get him any, any photos of Chekhov. Uh, Chekhov, yeah, his face only appears in, like, one panel. Yeah, And we're looking at it. You see, like, the back of his head all all Or just, like, really wide shots where he's just really tiny. Yeah. What's the deal there? But, uh, alright. Uh, you keep bringing me off track about what I really wanted to bitch about. Okay. (laughs) Bitch away, my friend. Uh, alright, this book was, it came out in what, 90, I don't need to see it. 92. Uh, 92, uh, so he probably wrote it, well, let's see, Adam Hughes drew it, so it probably took him like three years to oh, draw it. at least. So he probably actually started writing this right after The Voyage Home came out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a direct sequel. Yeah. Um. In 88 or whatever. Right. Seven. <laughs> uh. Chris Claremont, the X-Men writer, has his paws all over this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, characters, uh, their dialogue and their dialect all sound like 
X-Men characters. I half expected, like, Shatner to be saying bub half the time. (laughs) And fucking McCoy is goddamn rogue. Oh, really? Did you not read the fucking book? Find a McCoy page. Okay. Read some dialogue. I don't, see, I don't know rogue dialect. Oh, you mean like his uh, dialect? You mean like the... Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he is half a fucking fraction away from saying sugar. <laughs> I was... <laughs> oh, I can't find a good McCoy. Uh, oh, here he is. Here he right, is. Here he right. says something. He says, Damn it, Jim. Do you know what you've just done? Check off your friend as well as one of your officers, not to mention Christine and Jamie's your goddaughter. You've signed their death warrants. Well, okay, that sounds like a storm piece of dialogue. Yeah. Uh, you picked the worst fucking one. <laughs> well, that's the first one I saw. <clears throat> and I'm, like, actually reading excerpts from this book. That's really weird. <laughs> okay. I'm a hearing correctly, that, and correctly, ladies and gentlemen, is spelled C apostrophe R-E-C-T-L-Y. Correctly. And what was that first word? Am a hearing correctly? There we go. Okay. When the fuck was McCoy ever Southern? Yeah. <laughs> and even though you chose, like, the worst dialogue to read the first time there, yeah. the rest of it all sounds like what you just read, <laughs> yeah. where it's all rogues, southern floozy, Louisiana drawl. I forget that she even had a southern accent. How could you forget? I, I was never a rogue fan. I'm, well, I'm not either, but yeah. I read the fucking books. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Indeed. Uh, and, uh, going back to Chris Claremont and just wiping the X-Men all over this book. Uh-huh. Uh, the villains? The fucking brood. Yeah, no, that's true. They were just like these weird aliens. It's just alien bugs. Yeah. One alien of, fucking bugs. One of them turns into this... Just like turns into a woman because lady. Adam Hughes drew it and he yeah. just drops hits every he, other He's page. like, I'm I'm not drawing sexy bugs or non sexy bugs. Right. Give me some boobs. Uh excuse me. But seriously, like uh Star Trek has got to have better villains than just mindless fucking space bugs. I mean what is the difference between this enemy versus a fucking tribble? Yeah. Well, not as cute. Not as cute. But still, could have been the same. I mean, they're just, they're mindless things that take over the ship. Only this time they're the brute, because that's, you know, what Wolverine would fight. And that's all Chris Claremont could write. So you think Chris Claremont just, you know, do you think he just loves Star Trek and that's why he wrote this and he just went crazy, like apeshit, writing all these... All these characters as if he knew them, and there's just, like, a million times more dialogue than the story actually needs because he just loves to write these characters, or what? Well, no. Because that's what Chris Claremont does. He's just what he is. Pick yeah. up any book that he has ever written, and it's the same thing. Is he still doing that now, like Gen X and all that? I don't know. I don't read that shit. No. <laughs> Maybe I'll force you to. Next, <clears throat> next, no, uh, I will veto the I, next Chris Claremont I think book. I, I should have vetoed this book. I actually thought you would, and I wish you would have at this point. Oh. I do like this panel here where Spock's, for some reason, pointing right at Uhura's breasts. Yeah. Look at that. I see it. Like, literally. Yeah, or, it's not, or like, sort of. Can't, but. Yeah, that's true. Sorry, <laughs> listener. 
But he rel- page seventy three. If you ever see this, he's just pointing right at her bosoms. Uh, it's for no reason. He's not even talking. Well, yeah, that, that's another thing. Uh, this book was obviously written in the Marvel style, I believe, in which uh, it was drawn first, dialogue added later. Oh, you think? Yeah. Okay. Which is, I think, another reason why Claremont goes fucking batshit with his uh, 90 <laughs> word balloons on a single four-panel page. Oh, Adam Hughes probably just freaked out then because... This like, is probably why he's never done any regular work since. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I just lost a fourth of my art under these word balloons. Yeah. <laughs> Easily. I mean, that's crazy. Right. So, let's so let's not even talk about the story, really. I mean, we don't need to, right? Uh, I kind of wanted to right now. Okay. <laughs> because I was actually going to get off this uh, angry asshole thing that uh-huh. I had going on and uh, actually say something positive for once. Yeah. Uh, the story itself... I honestly didn't think was that bad. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's, I think if it was stripped down and maybe plotted out better with, uh, less reliance on the dialogue and all the other extraneous crap that Claremont puts in his books, Mm -hmm. I think it could have been a solid story. Also, if the villain was, you know, not, not giant fucking space bugs. Not, not the brood. Right. Oh, I was confused by the story. I wasn't. Oh, man, but, I was. You know, I had, didn't smoke pot for <laughs> 20 years. Either. I didn't smoke for 20 years. <laughs> but, uh... Wait, what were we talking about? Uh, I don't know. We saw some boobs earlier. That was awesome. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 well, I agree. I mean, if, if they were to... Yeah, I mean, there was parts of it that I thought were interesting, yeah. like with the uh, the whole like uh, Bermuda Triangle aspect, and right. and you know, and, and Kirk with this this you know having to having to deal with this uh, going back to the the crew kind of thing, but right. but uh, I, it was just I found it confusing, like the jumps in time and. And like I, th- I thought the first one was confusing, but then after that I picked up on what was going on. I felt like there was, I was supposed to always be going, you know, like, oh, there's that guy, awesome. I also felt that way. Yeah. Uh, it's like when I read the Buffy comic, same kind of thing. Because uh, I've only seen, that, I've seen one episode of Buffy. In there. Yeah. But, uh, no, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, while I don't believe that every character in here has been in an episode or whatever, I do think that there are quite a few characters that are referenced that you, you are supposed to be like, oh, yeah! Yeah, yeah. But, like, he's like, you! When people walk in. and Right. But, yeah, I don't get that. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I mean, I've, I've seen some of the movies, but, you know, I don't remember them. Uh, right. Because I smoked pot for 20 years. Yeah, me no. too. Wait a minute. No, I didn't. <laughs> Now, um, if this had been like a Who's the Boss comic or something, and like every character that ever appeared in Who's the Boss came in, I'd be like, oh, it's Andy the Gardener. You know, you, yeah, they brought him back. But, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think, like I said, I was, uh, the, the story itself, if it, if it could have been stripped down and not been so fan servicey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it, it could have been solid. 
if Claremont would have plotted it out and then someone else would have written the script. Okay, yeah. Giffen, Giffen maybe. Giffen, sure. Yeah. Or someone better. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Who, who was alive in 1988 when this was being written? Uh, Davidson. Sure, there we go. Uh, no, Peter David. Peter He's David. a star- perfect choice. Star Trek guy. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't he do it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Probably because he was writing the actual monthly Star Trek comic <laughs> at the time. It's, yeah, he probably was. All right. Um, all right. Back on the positive note. Uh, Adam Hughes. Yeah. Adam Hughes is fucking amazing, no matter what. Even when he's drawn, yeah, because, like, I don't like photorealistic, I like photorealistic art, where you're like, man, that, that really looks like a fucking table, or that looks like, that looks like a person's face, but it, when, but when it's like, that looks like David Duchovny, yeah. paused on my TV screen, like, <laughs> I, I think that ruins a comic right there. Takes you out. Yeah. Um, but he does it well. He does it very well. Uh, he has his own... Style, I think, to cover up the whole, you know, it's just a screenshot of Shatter. Right. You know, sitting on the toilet or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Ooh, I just made a captain's log. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't but, uh, I mean, you know, I could really give two shits about any of the Star Trek characters. Right. Uh, but he... Pulls it off well. Um, he has his own style going on, even though it's all laden down with dialogue and crap. Um, but the one thing I really noticed in it that uh, uh, sort of got me thinking, I really miss seeing Zipatone oh, yeah. in comic books. Yeah, there's a lot of it in there. There is a ton of it. And I've noticed it now more that since I've read it, uh, that there is some here and there, like some artists use it quite a bit. Uh, but like before reading this, I hadn't noticed it. Uh-huh. Uh, <clears throat> he, uh, I, it's a, it's a nice distinct look, uh, that I think should be used in more comics, not to excess or anything like that, but right. just, uh, sparingly here and there. Do you think that was him or the, like the color artist or? Uh, probably the inker, Carl Storm. Okay, Carl. That'd be my guess. Yeah, I like that effect. Because usually, I haven't noticed it much at all lately, except for on, like, when they do, like, spoof romance covers or something. Like, there was a, some Marvel comic had a Wolverine cover of the month with, like, a romance spoof. I've seen, uh, the most I've seen it lately is in, uh, like, uh, some artists who are really, uh, Sort of, uh, I guess, indie, brush-heavy, mm-hmm. uh, kind of cartoonists. I've seen them use it quite a bit. Okay. Uh, like, uh, I've seen Scotty Young use it recently quite mm. a bit. Um, uh, some of the people who work with uh, Brian Wood, occasionally they, they use it quite a bit. So I see it in that sort of you know, style of art, but I don't see it in mainstream uh, right. comics too much anymore. Unless right. it's like, you know... Look at this crazy, wacky homage to, you know, 1965 comic. Yeah, like some Eric Larson thing. Or right. Something. Well, Eric Larson used to use it all the time in Savage Dragon. Really? Yeah, uh, especially in the beginning. Uh, and it looked awesome. Because, I mean, that was around the same time, 92. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, he 
his style was a lot uh, tighter and cleaner, more imagey, you know. But uh, right. uh, he used it to great effect. I think Tom Fallon used it once in a while. Really? Okay. I'm probably lying about that. Uh, <laughs> ah, that's right. We're not going on record here. Uh, oh, wait. We're recording. No. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad that guy loaned it to me. Right. It was nice of him, and I appreciate it. I don't want to, like, you know, poop on his kindness, but right. I, did, yeah, I didn't like the story. No. I, I enjoyed the art a lot. But. The art was good. Uh, just the execution of the story was just fucking awful. Mm-hmm. Just goddamn awful. Yeah, and, and that's what surprised me is because this guy did, like, I seem to remember, I don't remember, like, the words he spoke specifically, mm-hmm. but I, like, in my mind, he, you know, he put the point across that he's not even a Trekkie. Right. Or whatever, and and he a trekker, whatever. But 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 he uh, do not give a shit. <laughs> but but he said he said this is really good. This is like the best thing I ever read by Chris Claremont. And I was like, huh, well yeah. Uh, so I'm wondering now. I'm, I need to talk to him. I have I've seen him once since then since I read it, right. and uh, I forget what I said to him. He said it's like, so did you read the book? And I was like, yeah yeah thanks yeah. yeah. I didn't really say like you know, I didn't really like it, but. Right, right. but uh, it's because you were saving all your uh, your energy for the show. For the show. That we had to wait four weeks to do. <laughs> uh, I don't know who did that. That's awesome. But uh, yes, it is. Um, ooh. Yeah, Enchiladas. Nice. nice. Um, I should have had him on the show. We should have like, had him on the show. I don't like people. What the fuck would you even suggest that? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I really like you. I really want you here. I know. Uh, anyway. Um, I, I had a thought and you fucked it. It was about, uh, Star Trek uh, Did of Honor? Star Trek, uh, uh, how, how it was, uh, uh I don't know. Yeah. Oh, uh, I was going to say that, you know, <clears throat> if I would have read this back in like 1992 when it was still Chris Claremont high off of uh, the X-Men, you know, him and Jim Lee back when I mm. you know, gave a rat's ass about Jim Lee, you know, I'd have been like, oh, fuck yeah, and, you know, probably would have loved it and probably would have said, oh, it's the best thing I've ever read by Chris Claremont, too. Okay. But, you know, uh, you know, 20 years have passed almost, and uh, I stopped reading or giving a shit about anything Chris Claremont did back when... The first time he returned to the X Men in like the mid nineties, right. you know. <laughs> oh, you know he's going to be finishing that story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's story. doing uh, X Men Forever. It, well, yeah, well, he's it doing takes two. place uh, from where he left off on uh, X Men number three, which uh-huh. it's like a two issue miniseries or something. No, it's an ongoing. Is it really? Yes. Oh wow. Yes. Get your fucking facts straight. You're a goddamn retailer. I, I could have swear it was a two issue miniseries. No, the reprinting. In two issues, the three issues. Oh, is that what it is? Yes, okay. and then following up that up with mm-hmm. an ongoing monthly X Men mm-hmm. Forever. You're a goddamn retailer. Learn your shit. <laughs> I I just push the indie comics, you know. Uh, who's writing Moon Knight now? Do you know? Uh, Dave Finch. No. <laughs> See, this is the kind of thing you need to be on top of. Uh, David Hine. If you don't give a shit. David Hine. David Hine. No. Matt Fraction. No. Uh, RuPaul. No. I don't know. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I wouldn't buy it anyway. I honestly have no idea who's writing Moon Knight, but 
if I wanted to know and were to ask my retailer, I'd look it up for you. Would you? Yeah. Would you? I would. Yeah. I'd look it up. Well, that's good. <laughs> but you'd be too busy uh, trading magic cards. Yeah. To I, even I, with I'm, like, I'm sorry. I just ran across a black border demonic tutor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, not a good book. Not a good book. Okay. I like the size, the format, the ninety-two page graphic uh, novel, old school graphic mm, novel, yep. a little taller than normal. Yep. yep, not too thick. Nope, but too wordy. Too wordy, and not good. Not good. Uh, I'm gonna just repeat everything you say again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's tedious. Man, it's fucking hot. Are you hot? Yeah, it is hot. In here. Jesus Christ. It's like 80 degrees out today. Yeah. And, uh, like two days ago, it was 40. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? I feel like Adam Kroll. I'm just going to bitch about the weather. <laughs> and, and not be funny. Hey, you're on a roll then. <laughs> 26 episodes, going strong, <laughs> never funny. Yeah. Always talking about the weather. Well, just mostly never funny. Ah, mm. uh, it's amazing people listen to us. Oh wait, no one does. Ah! Ah! <laughs> is the uh, is the Pat is our only listener joke? Is that uh, is that still funny? I don't think it's even a joke. Okay. I think it's just a depressing fact. Does Pat still even listen to the show? I believe so. Recently, I believe so. I believe he does. Thanks, Pat. Yeah, thank you, Pat. Right, I gotta take a leak. Okay, so let's quit. Okay. Well, we'll. Come back after I finish. We'll do the thing. Yeah. Hey, there's Moon Knight right now. Yes, Who writes you, buddy? Who writes you, Somebody man? Somebody tell me. Is it uh, Peter Milligan? Uh, no. Uh, no. Brendan. No, Peter's. Adam Hughes. Alright, let's. I gotta. Billy
packed and ready. Oh, yeah. Ready to rock. Indeed, I am drained. Emotionally and physically. <laughs> mm. Happens every time. Hell. It's true. And then I cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine. Yeah. It's kind of... It's, it's perfectly normal. Romantic, right? yeah. yeah. <sighs> Next girl I date is going to get a winner. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, holy crap. It's good water. Oh, mine's tap water. Mine's pretty delicious. Yeah. Mine's uh, currently not tap water, but uh, in about uh, half a liter it will be. <laughs> half a liter? Mm-hmm. You're speaking Canadian. That's awesome. Um, liter. French. French the, the label <laughs> and uh, about where the, uh, about what ridge in the, the plastic bottle the, the water is at. Ooh. Uh, I put far too much thought into that, and I should. <laughs> Is that really how it's measured by the ridges in the bottle? <laughs> no. Oh. I, was, I was about to be blown away. Oh. Wow. Maybe. I don't know for sure. Hmm. We don't know we, anything. Uh, no, we really don't. We need a, we need a Mr. Wizard. Yeah. To, to help or, us uh, out. What was that one guy? Bill Nye? Bill Nye yeah. the science guy. Yeah, you'd be all right. Yeah. I'd have him come by and tell me anything he wants to tell me. Any tiny ones. I don't know, especially if you bring that little assistant of his. Which one? You keep a little assistant. Where a bunny up it. I don't remember. Is it like a 10 year old or something? Is that the joke you mean? Oh. Okay. I don't know. She had a voice like a 10 year old. She reminded me of, uh, the chick from, uh, Twin Peaks, the, uh, the receptionist. Uh, oh, Audrey? Or, oh, oh, the, okay. And the police, the police yeah. station. Yeah. Okay. It's not Carol Kane, is it? No. She kind of looks like Carol Kane. Not really. Yeah, it kind of reminds me. Uh, Witches of Eastwick? Uh, I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> if you're talking Carol Kane from Taxi, I, I know okay. who that is. Wasn't she in Scrooge, too? Uh, as one of the ghosts? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay. No, wow. She doesn't look a thing like that. Yeah, so yeah, Ridges in the Water Bottle. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, how do we get from Carol Kane? Anyway. That was like eight seconds. Ah, uh, wasting our <laughs> precious time. Uh, we got time to kill. So can uh, I tell you... It was a short episode. Can I tell you something about space? Uh, by all means. Yeah. We, we, we haven't talked about this or Gem City, if you have anything interesting from there. Not if really. you can remember, since it was like three years ago. I, I saw this dude at Gem City getting his picture taken with Chris Claremont, the uh, guy the guy that buys all the wizard. He, he calls every month to ask what... if we. He's like, do you have, uh, you know... You know, Avengers Annual 10 or whatever, like whatever is, uh, in the Wizards pick of the month. Yeah. Every month he calls and asks for that book. And if we have it, he comes and buys it and nothing else. And if we don't have it, he just doesn't come in. Wow. Yeah. He's that guy. Nice. He was getting his that picture. Guy's an ass. He kind of is. Yeah. He was getting is this his picture taken. freaked out. Uh, you, were you telling me that, like, some guy came in and yelled at you because you didn't have something? Uh. Like, you just. Freaked the fuck out because you guys were out of. Oh man, Toy Fair or something. I don't know. Oh no 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 no! no. I know you're talking about. No no, a different guy. Okay. Yeah, that guy actually called back today. Actually, <laughs> asking about that, that book if we ever got it. He wants us to order it directly from the publisher because Diamond's out of it. Mm. But it was like some anime magazine or something. It, like it that. was. It's like a Silver Age comics magazine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, right, right. 
It's close. <laughs> anime. Anime. So, yeah, Jack Kirby. Uh, Jack Kirby uh, and I wish Russian I could. Hero, I, Yamakato. <laughs> Ooh, is that a real one? No. I was going to say, say, if I can name an anime artist, <laughs> I really can't. I can't even tell you who does Akira. Uh, I, I don't know any of them. Right said Fred. That's who it was. Uh, Takashi Mike. Takashi Mike. <laughs> that's a director. Yeah. Did the, uh, 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 audition, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, 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 uh. Hey, Gila Killer. Yeah! <laughs> Which I've never seen. But you're gonna pick that for your movie pick. <laughs> no. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> so yeah, Jim space. City, Jim yeah. City, nothing, 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 nothing exciting. It was fun, but, uh, but space was cool. Uh, I sold 25 books. Nice. And I gave away. You sold? I sold them. Sold. sold 25 books. And this was, uh, what, what, what book? Uh, well, all together, cause I had like four oh, different, okay. I had like four different books. So, Veggie Dog. Veg, Veggie Saturn and The Girl in the Negative Line t-shirt. Veggie Dog Saturn? I took all of them. All oh, three of them up there. And, uh, and Girl in Negative Land. I actually sold out of that one. I have no more. Nice. Zero copies. Uh, Buyer Beware Anthologies. I t- yeah, I took some of those. We yeah. sold some of those. Nice, nice, nice. I, I discounted those because I've well, still got like yeah, 50 of them. <laughs> but, and then I, I gave our Kiss comic away. We did a Kiss comic. That's right, that's right. Uh, uh, what do you call them? Flip comic? Flip books here. Yeah. I even gave one to, uh, what's his name? Something Blake. Uh, oh, I can't remember his Edward name. Edward Blake, the comedian? It wasn't Edward Blake. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he won the, like, Lifetime Achievement Award at Space this year, and he's been doing, like, Kiss art. Since like the seventies, he's a huge Kiss fan, swell dude. He, he'll talk your ear off, but in a in a in a cool way, and he's a nice yeah, guy. Yeah, creepy like hummus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I gave him a our Kiss comic. Nice. He he like was happy to trade for something. So which you can find online at uh, seanborn.net and uh, buyerbeware.blogspot.com. Yeah, it's on there. Yes. Check it out. Indeed. But, uh, but yeah, but the best part was, uh, like this one guy, this one guy passed around a sketchbook. You know how, like, occasionally people have, like, a, a Green Lantern sketchbook or whatever? Uh, our friend Joe has a Flash sketchbook. Which is awesome. It's yeah. got some good ones in there. Especially even from the show. <laughs> <laughs> like, like yours. Uh, Flash taking a poop. Oh, it's awesome. It's <laughs> my favorite thing I've ever drawn. <laughs> it's up there. Yeah. It's up there. <laughs> This guy was passing on the sketchbook though towards the end of the show and he it was a uh, Batman getting kicked in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the theme. And uh, cuz he came up to the table. Oh, I wish I could have gone. I, I wish you could have yeah, seen that. But he walks up to the table and he's like he's like, "Do you guys do commissions?" And uh and I sort of had a country draw there because he is from Kentucky. And uh he was like, "Do you guys do commissions?" and and we were like, "We do them for free." Yeah. You know, because we were that, we are bored and like, who are we, right? Right, right. And so, and so he was like, well, so, sure. So, set, set the scene here. It's you. Me, uh, Pat Kane and Adam. Our listener. Uh, our listener. 100% of our, uh, listenership was there with me <laughs> at the table <laughs> along with Adam Christopher. Yeah. Which is really Adam Eckley. Yeah. I'm sorry, Batman. I just told everyone you're Bruce Wayne. <laughs> but, uh, so we're all three sitting there and, uh, he asked me and Pat for some reason. He didn't, he didn't ask Adam for some reason. It's probably because Adam is a really poor artist. <laughs> no, just kidding. No, it's because uh, me and Pat had comics out on the table, and Adam had like these paintings. Art. And, yeah, like real art. You yeah. know, like 
Yeah, like me and Pat had our fingers in our noses and we were eating uh uh like booboo berry uh paste. And Adam's over there like, you know, with twirling his mustache and like <laughs> checking his brush strokes. So so anyway, I start flipping through the sketchbook and he's got like uh he's got some really sweet sketches. He has a he has a Robert Kirkman sketch of Batman <laughs> Batman getting and in the, the Kirkman sketch it's someone walking in on Batman it looked like a zombie's eating Batman's dick. That's what it looked like. <laughs> There's some really good ones. And and a couple of the best ones were by people I've never even heard of, but I mean a couple of them like were fucking amazing art. But uh so I drew I drew uh Batman getting kicked on the nuts by Prince and uh, <laughs> you know cuz bat dance, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh and then Pat drew him uh like post getting hit in the nuts where he's like there's like stars and he's like biting yeah, his yeah. lip and it was it was pretty fun. But there were some really good ones in there. Some really good ones. One of the best ones too was a uh, it was like that it was like this pause, this like brief moment like after you get kicked on the nuts, Batman's like holding his nuts with one hand, his head's down. And then his other hand is up in the in the air with like one finger up, like give me a second. <laughs> and it was like colored pencil. It was really nice. Wow. So uh, yeah. I really wish I could have gone. <laughs> yeah, I, I had every intention of going, but then, uh, uh, like I mentioned earlier, my parents were on vacation, and that was the weekend that they were coming back. You had to pick them up. Uh, they came back on Sunday, and I didn't feel like just driving up there by myself on Saturday and right. coming back and all that. So, so. For for one of the days. Yeah. But that's the kind of stuff, like, I, I lost money after, even after, I sold 25 books, um, I traded like 10 with other people, yeah. um, but even after, you know, selling the books or whatever and splitting a table, I still lost money, but it, right. it was fun though. Like, the one of the better parts too was on Saturday night, we spent the night up there in a motel, and, uh, and there was a, a ton of people from the show in the, in the, like, that block of the motel. And they, so they had a party in one of the rooms, and um, and I'm thinking like, what 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 is a party like with, you know, like all com- comic comic nerds? Yeah, I was like, I have to see this. <laughs> so we we have we we go to we we didn't first of all we eat dinner at Walmart, which is pretty bad, but we we <laughs> we get groceries and take them back. Who's that, Marcus Martin? No, uh, yeah, that's awesome. So we we get groceries from Walmart and we take them back to the motel and like they actually have a stove and a microwave at the motel like in our room not not like down the hall or anything. Oh, was it like an extended stay hotel? Yeah, it was an extended stay. Yeah. I used to work at a hotel. I know the lingo. Yeah, wow. <laughs> you do. You even had a sink in the kitchen, there. but yeah. but uh, so we 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 ate our dinner and I bought uh we all bought some beer like they bought Red Stripe and I bought some my one of my favorites they had Great Lakes. Dortmunder gold. And, uh, and that's like an expensive beer. I mean, it's like nine bucks or whatever. Right. So we take it back to the motel and we're, we're like drinking our beers. And we're like, should we take beers up there with us? Are there going to be beers? Right. Are they going to just drink all of our beers? You know, like we're trying to figure out what is nerd etiquette. Cause you know, usually right. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm a nerd. I'm a total nerd, but right. I, I usually don't hang out with other like party nerds. You know, I don't know. So we don't party. Yeah, That's we don't party. Saying. Yeah, we don't party. We just I mean, I drink by myself and you know, <clears throat> cry myself to sleep. Right. But so, you know, I have a couple beers and I'm like, yeah, we should just take some beers up there and okay. leave some in the motel that way if they start ganking our beers, we still can come back and have a couple beers. Right. So we walk up there to the next floor and 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 uh first of all, I didn't see there's 28 people in this 
two-person motel room. There's like two single beds. There's 28 of us in there, I counted. And, uh, and nobody, nobody has any beers. So I'm like, oh, okay. They either drink all their beers or they don't drink. Okay. This could be good or bad. So I set my beers down on the, uh, nightstand and I have one of them immediately. And I think there's two left, right? Of my Dortmunder gold. And, uh, and this one guy, like, not even like five seconds after I, I, I set the beer thing down, they're like doing jam comics, passing around like sketchbooks and they're drawing on all kinds of things. It's how, it's how they party, right? Like one of them even had like a pizza box lid he was passing around. They were drawing on that. And so this guy walks over and he's like, Oh, are these, are these two beers full or empty? And he like picks up the two beers out of, out of the the box, both of them, right? I'm like, he's going to drink both my fucking beers or he's just going to give one to somebody else. And I'm like, I'm not going to say anything though, whatever. You know, they invited us up here. And you brought them up there. I brought the beers up, right. Right. Well, or the party. Well, I was thinking that I would just drink them so I wouldn't have to drink their beers. Right. But, you know, who knows. <clears throat> but so he picks up the two beers and I'm like, that oh, well. Poor party etiquette. <laughs> I, well, I know. So, so. I know. That's what I do. Okay. But so I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll be cool. I'll be social. He can have my beers. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but no, much to my surprise, he takes the two beers out of the box. It's like just a normal six-pack cardboard right, box right. holder. He sets the two beers back down on the table, and he proceeds to tear the box open so they can do a jam comic on the inside of the beer box. And this isn't even where it stops. They pass around a Hot Pockets box that's been ripped open. They're doing jams on that. They pass around a phone book. Uh, uh the, the hotel Bible, they pull out of the drawer, they're doing jam comics in the Bible. God hates that. I did Yeah, that's the... That's, <laughs> That's the one I didn't participate in. God, it does not like comics. <laughs> it's a proven fact. Except for the golden plates. No, he does not like Oh, wow. That's hardcore. They even had, like, the wrapper of a, the, like, the paper but that the soap is in. God does think that is some of my college's best art. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's true. He's like, I can't figure it out. It's like, this is bullshit, but. <laughs> anyway, well, I'm oh, sorry. But, no, but, like, even, like, soap wrappers, Hot Pockets boxes, <laughs> beer boxes. Uh, the best one though is the phone book thing because what they would do is they would open the phone book and they would pick a name off, off the page and they would, they would write that name down and they would hand it to somebody and they had to draw that person. And when they were done, they flipped the page, picked a guy and like wrote the name down and handed it to somebody else and they drew it. And like it just kept going around. It was so much fun. Like, and like I did a jam comic and, and like this is one of the things that was cool. Like Matt Fiesel, the guy does Cynical Man was there. And I've been reading his comics off and on since I was like 10 years old. My brother used to have his books. And, uh. And for anyone who doesn't know, this is a guy, he, all his comics are like stick figures. Yeah. yeah stick yeah. figures with like detailed backgrounds. Yeah. Cause he actually can draw, yeah. but all his characters, he draws stick people. And, uh, he, he always ha- wears a, a fedora and a suit. Yeah, he's always dressed yeah. real keen. Yeah. Real keen. And he's, he's like, cool. Uh, like an indie fucking. Like an Indian, like an Indian nerd. Yeah. Anyway. But, but he's been doing it for like 25 years. Right. So I mean, you know, like he's, at this point, he's, you know, he's that's, that's him, yeah. right? We, we can accept it now. Yeah. But, but like, that was a cool moment because, uh, like I did a drawing on, I forget if it was the beer box or the pizza box, I forget. But I was like, who's next? And like Matt Fiesel's like, I'll do next. And like he picks it up and then like I'm like, wow, I just did a jam comic and my panel leads into Matt Fiesel's panel. Like just stuff like that. Like that's the kind of dorky, uh, just, just fun that, that I have at space. Like it's such a good show for just 
nerds like hanging out and like you know jamming together and pretending you're not nerds. Pretending we're not nerds. Pretending like. But the, the, that was another funny part. Was like around eleven thirty, that place emptied out. People were like, wow, I gotta go to bed. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and like there's like four of us left, and I was like, well, I, you know, we should probably go too. So we went back home or back to our room and watched uh, some Dane Cook movies on Showtime. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, everybody was so nice. Though. That's what I loved about it. So it was like Nate Powell up in that party. Nate Nate Powell wasn't there. He was probably like you know at, at the the cool kid party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't get invited to the cool kid party. I didn't get invited to the cool kid party. No. Uh, no. Yeah. Nothing. I'm not. I'm not making fun of Nate Powell. I like Nate Powell. But, uh, he probably has a, uh, he probably had a bunch of people he knew in Columbus, probably like, who knows? Who knows indeed? He, maybe him and Bob Corby were doing, doing coke together in the, the shower. Off of a whore's ass. (laughs) What? I did see, uh, um, he did a, he did a sketch of Bruce Dickinson for, uh, uh, I think it was for Pat. Yeah. Really? Nate Powell did. It was like all colored brush pens. Wow. It was like, like six different colors. It was like... Pat asked for a Yeah. Bruce he asked for a Bruce Dickens. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know Pat. He does not look like an Iron Maiden fan. <laughs> I think I think he likes Maiden. Really? I'm pretty sure. That's awesome. Yeah. It's Maiden rules. Well, yeah. Kids, but... Well, a few things do in this world. Oh, you know, I, my, uh, my, my favorite disc though, uh, this one guy, like, I was just talking about how cool everybody was at space. Yeah. This one guy walks by the table and he, like, looks at our books, and I picked up, because I did that comic about space, like, about the show. Right, right. And I was like, hey, I picked it up and I was like, hey, you want a free comic? And he just looks right at me and he goes, nope. And he just walks away. <laughs> and I, and like, before he was, like, even a foot away from the table, I was like, ooh, burn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like, he didn't think my free comic. But, like, well, okay, you know. That's weird. Mm-hmm. He could have thrown it away or something. But right. he used it as a bookmark. It's free. I would have taken. It. Yeah. I, I, I always look at the free books. You know, I take. Free. I go to the free table. But I don't go up to anyone's table and see what free books have. I, I don't go snooping for free. I don't interact with those people. I don't go snooping for free, but I always, if they go, hey, I've got a free book, I always take it out because you're like, okay, now I can check out this, what this person does without feeling obligated to spend shit. money. Yeah. And then if you like it, then you can go back and be like, okay, cool. I'll Which be- ironically is actually the whole story of your free book that you get. Yeah. Right? I, I know. And I, I had like this line in there where people are like, uh, I'm, I'm actually just kind of taking a look around and like, yeah. I had so many people say that. And I'm like, here, you got to take this book. Get it. <laughs> Cause like you just gave me a, you just read a line out of this book. Take it, read it. And then, and I watched one panel about, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I there was one panel that I watched about, uh, like comics going digital and, you know, what they thought that would mean for conventions, whether they're going to go away or how they're going to change. And it was kind of interesting. No one really had any answers, but they all had, like, interesting viewpoints. About yeah, it. because uh, web comics, zero. Yeah? Yeah, fuck them. I, I like American Elf. I, I read that at lunchtime, like at work, but yeah, I couldn't but imagine reading all my books online. No. I just yeah, want one. It's not a book, it's a panel. Well, yeah. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... Sometimes, something like that I barely count as a web comic. It's just something that he does. 
and he probably would do it anyway if there was no internet. So you, you just have to wait six months to. Well, he does. He does publish them right. know, once they're done. And and like I've been reading it online for like a year now, and it's never prompted me to search for a second online comic to read. Right. I just want that one while I'm eating lunch. Yeah. You know. As one of the originators of the web comic, I yeah. have to say that they're all shit. <laughs> and I'm not even joking. Yeah. About any of what I just said. I want my comics in CMYK. I just want to hold them. Yeah. Because sometimes I like black and white comics, you fuck. Black and white comics are Racing. for nerds. Nerds. No, they're for the cool kids like the everyone in space. Everyone in space. Uh, <laughs> hey, let's get this fucking show over with. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of hot in here. Yeah. What movie are we watching? Southland Tales. I do not own that. Movie. Okay. <laughs> I, thought I do have it on my Netflix game. Okay. I thought maybe you did. No. I just think I even saw it here before. Nope. You have the comic, maybe? Nope. Okay. It's a movie I want to watch. Uh, I've been wanting to watch it for a while, even though I've heard nothing good about it. So, okay, cool. Neither one of us have seen it. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I was thinking, right. thinking you'd saw it. Or... I will move that up to the top of my Netflix game and hope yeah. get it next week. Yes, son. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's hot. Yeah. Back with the air conditioning. Hotter than Georgia asphalt. What? It's hot. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Gutter Trash can be downloaded at www.guttertrash.net, iTunes, Podcast Alley, and FeedBurner. You can also find us at myspace.com slash guttertrash underscore net, seanborn.net, and buyerbewarecomics.blogspot.com. Contact us at eric at guttertrash.net or jason at guttertrash.net. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. We'll see you next time.